0: Hello, everyone, you are tuned in to CPA Huddle, the podcast that unpacks and simplifies complex money, accounting, and tax topics that impact the bottom line. I'm Ignatius Cell Jackson, CPA, and my co-host is Eric Pierre, CPA. We are practicing CPAs with a knack for translating tax and accounting topics into a language that is easily understood. This podcast is for everyone, working professionals, household managers, retirees, business owners, professional athletes, boomerangs, college students, and yes, you. It's time to increase your money management IQ, so let's huddle up. All right. All everybody, it's Ignatius L. Jackson, CPA, and welcome to the CPA Huddle. I got my wonderful co-host, Eric Pierre CPA, here with me. Say hello, Eric.
1: What's up? I'm saying hello from Beverly Hills. I would play the Beverly Hills Cop song, but that could get us in trouble, so I won't. <laughs>
0: Look and look at you with your white microphone today. I guess you got one for your travel trips now, huh? Yeah, I forgot to
1: bring my mic. And so, um, I want to give a shout out to Randall Novak. You know, his son Travis had a ninth birthday. I was in Houston and uh, I checked my bag. I was looking for my mic. It's like, oh, shoot, I gotta have this. So I stopped at a Best Buy, grabbed it. It, it. That was the ones available. I wasn't trying to. I actually prefer black because it doesn't get dirty so that's that's why i have a white mic so there
0: you go there you go all right everyone so today's topic we're here with a special guest um this guy is amazing uh mr matt Sorensen from directed ira uh he's the ceo of directed ira great uh, firm for self-directing your retirement accounts and so yeah. highly highly recommend them if you're looking for somewhere to get into the self-directed game um, all that being said, he is also an attorney um, and he's a partner in a law firm called KKOS Lawyers um, and so just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. We're happy to have him on the podcast with us today.
2: So I don't know, Matt, if you want to introduce yourself yeah. a little bit to the to the crew. Of course. Yeah. Well, Man, I love the Beverly Hills Cop music. I mean, I that was uh-huh. like that was a classic movie. That needs to be rewatched. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> I always watch it
1: at least once a month, man. Seriously, it's awesome. once a month.
2: Yeah. That's a little
0: mm-hmm. much, Eric. That's
2: yeah, much. <laughs> well, there's I, some. I, work, oh, I yeah.
1: work strange hours. You know that.
2: <laughs> love that show. um Yeah, so I'm an attorney. You know, like Ignatius said, uh, I've been doing it. I can't believe it since 2004. Uh, seems so long ago, but, um, and that, and that's KQS lawyers, my partner, Mark J. Kohler, many of you may know him CPA also. Um, I'm just, you know, tax lawyer, but I kind of got into the self-directed IRA space. Then we started a trust company directed IRA. Um, that's really my baby. And I'm kind of running that day to day, have a team of about 40 people. We just passed a billion dollars in assets under administration Yeah, the billion, we hit the billion mark. That's when you know you're legit in our industry. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, I would agree.
1: agree Yeah, in
2: under four years. It's been about three and a half years when we hit that. So, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm just, like, trying to help people save taxes, plan effectively, invest their retirement account and stuff they actually care about and get excited about and that they can make better returns on. So, that's me. I wrote a book also, too, the Self-Directed IRA Handbook. That's what a lot of people know me, at least in the industry on. It's the number one book in the space. Um, Regulators use my book. The association in the self-directed diary industry uses my book. My competitors buy my book in bulk to give their employees in training. Um, It really has turned into (laughs) the source. I know. That's the best. I was like, should I let them buy this from me or should I? I'm like, they can just buy on Amazon anyways, so. Well, imitation is the highest form of flattery. I know this, and
0: yeah. I have. <laughs> I, was, I was just looking for my copy. I know it's in my office somewhere. I don't know where yeah, it's. Yeah, I was at, about to say, like, that's how you got autograph.
1: I'm surprised you don't have an autograph poster. You guys have, you know, I see you guys going to Phoenix Suns games together. I've actually been to a game, yeah. the nation, so I know where you sat. Good seats. Yeah,
2: it's a good spot. And we won, yeah. you know, it's a great time being a Suns fan. When I first yeah. moved to Phoenix, it was tough. Being a son of the <laughs> was tough. Oh yeah. But we're starting to hit our stride. It's been good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um well awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Um yeah. Great, great to have you here. I know Eric, you wanted to ask a couple of questions uh to Matt, if you want to kick it off.
1: Yeah. So Matt, thanks for coming on our program. You know, yeah. I've yeah. I've met we've met before. How did you find out about Having a self-directed IRA, because this is something that even to this day is not talked about a lot. Yeah. And I have clients that when I tell them this, it just, boom. They're like, what did you just tell me?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you think, I mean, sometimes I don't blame clients for not knowing about it, you know, but even us, you know, attorneys, CPAs, like, we don't know about it. You know, like I didn't learn it in school. It wasn't on the bar exam. It's not on the CPA exam. No, nope. you know, um, financial advisors don't know it. Like everyone who trains them is like, don't teach them this, you know? So. Well, for obvious uh,
1: reasons.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so here, the, I found out about it. Now, Mark, my partner, you know, we, we have a law firm. We've been 50-50 partners for a long time, um, since 2008 but um he had helped some clients and was doing a little bit of that helping clients use iras to buy real estate and it was kind of a small piece of what he was doing but i was like fascinated by it because i'd never heard of it and so what happened was i just started helping clients that were mostly want to do real estate deals with an ira and they were mostly real estate investors real estate developers contractors people who just understood how to make money doing real estate, that they had no concept of what the heck a mutual fund even was or what stock they should be buying. Yet they had hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in this stuff in their retirement accounts. So for them, it was like totally empowering because, wait, I can use this, my retirement account dollars that I'm totally bored with, that I just click some buttons to invest in. that I don't even know what it's invested in. I just get a piece of paper in the mail every quarter saying whether it's gone up (laughs) or down. You mean I could actually be involved in this, make a decision, find a property, do a deal, and save taxes? I mean, it was like, like sign me up, you know? And so what I had was I had my first big client, and this is what turned on for me, that I'm like, this is just going to be my thing. He was a real estate developer, and there was a piece of land that was like up against the freeway. This was agricultural land. He had 10,000 bucks in a Roth IRA. Ooh. Now, this client this property was probably worth like 350 grand. And so he went and made an offer to the farmer that owned it and said, Hey, this is, you know, I want to buy 10 acres of this, you know, land and I'm going to pay you 450 grand for it. But I'm, I just want an option to buy. I'm not going to necessarily buy it, but within the next five years, you got to sell it to me for 450 grand. So he bought an option. He, he gave the, the farmer 10,000 bucks from his Roth IRA and now mm. has Roth IRA had the right to buy it for 450 in five years. Now, what my client knew as a real estate developer was that the county and state were planning a freeway exit right there. Ah, yeah. <laughs> and so, ah that was Two hilarious. to three years later, this freeway exit comes in. Now this agricultural property is highway commercial. There's a service station, a subway, you know, whatever. The usual stuff's like going in. And so but my client didn't develop this. He was a developer. He just sold it to another developer friend of his for like over, I think it was about, he made over a million dollar profit on it. He sold it for about one, five or so. And so he has a million dollars coming back into his Roth IRA. It took a few years, but a $10,000 Roth IRA investment, he gets over a million bucks profit back into his Roth IRA. Now for this client, the, the big surprise for me was I remember because I'd kind of worked a little bit more in the space. I was doing more and more by the time this guy came back to me and he was closing out this deal. But I remember how pissed off he was like pissed off. And I'm like, dude, we should be high-fiving right now. How are you mad? He was like, I'm mad that no one told me about this before. He's like, I have a financial advisor. I have the big law firm. I have the big five accounting firm that does my taxes. No one told me about this. They knew I make millions every year personally doing real estate. Mm-hmm. And and they're all telling me to put money in these retirement accounts to go buy mutual funds. He's like, that's idiotic. So he's like, I, so he was just like really mad about it. And it was kind of like a wake up, call, wake up call to me. It's like, there's a lot of people out there like this guy probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. There's that's how I got into there. it. And then I'm like, I need to write a book about it. So.
0: No, there's a ton of people out there like that um you know people like you said advisors and cpas they they just they either don't want to talk about it or they're afraid of it or they just yeah. don't know about it you know those are kind of three reasons that i i think you're there I, I and, agree. and it's uh it's just crazy you know i i think that a lot of us are aware of it but i think a lot of us are afraid of it uh, yeah. because they think something might happen the client's going to screw it up so they just don't yeah. even talk about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and, and then the ones hurtful, and so. in the
1: ones that do talk about it, you know, on tax Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> some of them don't talk about it intelligently and say it and so that's why I think a lot of us are scared to talk yeah. about because there's <laughs> it just I gets, know. And I mean, like I said, I know strategies like that and I know other ones I know about I won't talk about on Twitter. I'll talk about them in conferences, I'll talk about them yep. one more client, but I don't I don't like putting them out there like that because it's just a slippery, in my opinion, slippery slope. But you and Mark yeah. have mastered it beautifully at how you disseminate yeah. that message.
2: Yeah. And I think um I think one of the things is any, you know, CPAs, attorneys, financial advisors, any professional that's kind of advising someone on how to self-direct. And be like, yeah, you can buy real estate with an IRA. You can invest in a startup with an IRA. You can buy crypto with an IRA. Like all these cool things, Mm -hmm. you know, that really people are like, wow, I'd love to do that. Um, But there are some rules to it. And I think if you're a professional, you don't know the rules. You start looking dumb really fast. So you just kind of make it confusing to your client. Like, yeah, it's just risky, you know. And I've been on so many calls with other professionals over the years. And this is like big law firms. You know, big CPA firms, like places you think that have a specialist within their big organization. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the guy that does the retirement account stuff at this place. And they're like kind of fuzzy on it. And so they kind of crap on it. And so that doesn't give someone a lot of confidence to be like, well, okay, I'm gonna to send three hundred thousand dollars for my IRA to go do this. If you know, I'm not feeling a lot of confidence out of what anybody's telling me. Yeah. So that's why I tried to write the book for one is I want to like flesh it out and be like, this is what you can and can't do. You know, and there's 150 citations in my book. I'm not just like, you know, right. some guru just throwing out dumb ideas to try and sell you something. You know, I'm like, this is what you can and can't do. And this is there. Here's the case why you can do it. Or here's the case why you can't. And there's a lot of stuff that's like, I wish you could do it, but you can't. And here's the, here's the reason why. So yeah. Um, I think it's like it's education. People just need to get educated on it because the Internet, though, has so much more information. I think it's grown in popularity the last 10 to 15 years Yeah. but there's risks because there's people who like like the tax Twitter, like there's a lot of people that don't know what the hell they're doing. And that's the most dangerous thing is someone yeah. who knows a little bit, but really knows nothing. And they start telling you what you can do. Like they know everything. And all and oh, come over they, here. I'll TikTok. Screwed up.
1: TikTok. It's probably even worse because text text Twitter, you know, nation that we have friends in there that actually know what they're doing in certain areas. You know, Dan Choden, for instance, he's, you know, I'm in the ERC space, but I consider him the, he's a little more doom and gloom, but I consider (laughs) him the godfather because he, I mean, man, he knows it inside out. and And I'll say it again. I talk with Dan DM. I've actually shown his newsletters on that subject too. My team over at the, our legal group company is actually the expert group. We go by the ERC group. Yeah. And i always share it with them periodically to make sure um, guys like him, you're not really involved in tax Twitter. I wish Mark was, but I think Mark would probably whoop their ass too much. I think he's too nice.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I gotta get, yeah. Mark's got his social team, you know, and that's so, <laughs> which I'm starting to get too. It's a little, it's a little tricky, but yeah, I think I, I don't know, I think that um, what I always tell people when they're like, okay, I've heard about this, but how do I do it? And I and I don't wanna overcomplicate it for people, so I try to explain it. Like self-directing your IRA is like playing a board game. It's not that it's mm-hmm. super complicated, it's just you gotta know the rules before you start rolling the dice. Or you gotta play with someone who's really done it before and knows what they're doing. So that's why I have my book in the sense that is like, okay, this is the rule book on what you can and can't do. Or get with some other professional, whether it's a CPA, attorney, advisor, that's actually done it for like 10 clients or a hundred clients. Like they have a little bit of experience in it. So they're not cutting, cutting their teeth on your (laughs) deal, you know? And, and that's, that's how you learn. But then what happens is, and this is with our clients, you know, we have 10,000 plus accounts at Directed IRA already. And what we like for our clients, I always tell them, it's like, once you learn how to do what you're wanting to do, it's the same thing over and over again. You know, yeah. most people are just they, they invest in something, they know something, they just keep doing the same thing over. They're either a rental person, they flip yeah. property, they're private money lender. They just need to know the rules on how to do that and then just keep doing that over and over and over again. Yeah.
0: No, that's exactly right. And I will say your the citations that you have in your book, I think is one of the reasons why I like it the most. Um I've read a few different yeah books on and articles and guides and stuff on the in this area. And I really do like all the citations that you have in that book. So highly, highly encourage people if you are at all interested in doing this, go out and buy that book and read it. Um, you know, I'm actually thinking about uh, maybe even giving a book copy of the book to all my clients this year as a, a gift. So a, you might be might be getting a might <laughs> be getting order from me. Um, I need to I need to
1: order I need to up. order co- I need to order a copy myself. I mean I've been to how many of your events been to Matt three now? Two, okay, three? yeah, I think so.
2: Dude, you don't have a copy yet? I mean I just got to no. give you one. I bring, okay. I bring I bring I bring them so. Well, okay. Yeah. Next time I see you, you I'd like an autographed copy. All right, Eric, Signed um, copy coming your way.
1: Yeah, because um I be, I end up working with two types of people. Now, my high network clients, they're not eligible to mess with the Roth. And yeah. I usually use They could do
2: backdoor Roth, maybe. Or yeah. they could convert to Roth. So don't keep don't count them out because they're some of the ones that love it the most. You yeah. still, oh, that's
1: right. They did not take the Roth account. It. I remember they were they were trying to take that out. They did yes. not take it out. OK, they did. Yeah, know. that's
2: still there. There's no cap on accounts like what they're trying to do. With oh, the there's no Thiel cap. Stuff. OK, because in fact, yeah. I may
1: need to do that myself because I have had a, I'm having a very high earning year. I may need to consult with you guys later this year. Yeah, because I do have an account with you guys. I haven't funded it yet, but there's a reason for that. It's not I don't want to do it, but there's a reason.
2: But you can do a backdoor Roth. So like what I do for high net worth clients is I always focus on the Roth account because they always they pay a crap ton in tax. Yeah. And they hate it, you know? They're yeah. always looking for a strategy on how to keep making money but not pay so much tax. And the Roth account is one of the best deals because it's tax-free. So what we try to tell our clients is, stop making money. And clients like, what? <laughs> I'm like, stop you making money. Start making money in your Roth. It grows and comes out totally tax-free. It's like that real estate developer client I told you at the beginning, totally high income. Yeah. He converted to Roth he actually had a really down year when the real estate market collapsed. And, but, yeah. you know, he, he was able to get Roth dollars. And for him, it was like, wait, there's a way I can, I know how to make money. He's like, you know, he's saying I know how to make money. I just got to choose the right vehicle to make money in. Do I want to use my S corp or my personal stuff, my LLC? No, I want to use my Roth IRA. And it doesn't work for every deal. It doesn't work for an operating business necessarily. But for a real yeah. estate investor like him, it was like, psh, I mean, you know, he made a million bucks in that thing on a $10,000 investment. If he did that personally, he was like, I would have kept half of it by the time I paid federal and state tax Yeah. because he's a developer, you know? So so I I actually love it for the high net worth clients, but they're always focused on the Roth.
0: And I think you have a really good point there. Um, and I, I have a lot of conversations with my clients about that as well. Yeah, uh, I say the same thing. Like you're you're making too much money in high tax yeah. situations, so yeah, you start shifting that, that, that's,
1: your focus. That's, not, that, that's my problem for the next couple of years. The yeah. ERC is not prime business. I can't.
2: Yeah, yeah, you couldn't run hard, it out that, of yeah. your own business. It has yeah, to be like an investment one. asset. And so th- it's kind of sometimes like you know it doesn't work for everyone. Real estate clients, it works really well for because. You know, they always have a new deal, a new property. It's different from what they're doing over here personally, if they already got a current deal going. But they got a new deal coming down the pipeline. Um, People want to invest in startups, too. I mean, I have a lot of high net worth clients with Roth IRAs that love investing in startups that they think are going to like go to the moon. And some of them do. I mean, some of them crash and burn. But like we've had a lot of them that have like gone public while they've been here. And we've only been around for a few years that have gotten bought out already. And they've had some big, big returns in their accounts. But those are people that are like in that space. Like they're always sourcing and looking at those deals. Um, I'm actually so- trying to facilitate
1: one of those deals right now. I'm involved in a private equity on a startup that if we can change hands, it would, it would take off and I would actually get two and a half percent. Yeah. At least haven't able to find the right buyer yet. But once that happens, I will find myself in that situation. But See, under, and that, that's like, I can't, can't say what it is. I'm under NDA right
2: now. Yeah. yeah. So, but that, like those examples are okay. Well, if that venture that you were you know involved in needed some money and they're like, all right, we need some angel money just to get this thing off the ground before we go raise more capital or we're trying to position for private equity, then put it in with your Roth. Like, you know, if it's early angel money and you're getting really high value for it, it's risky, of course, do it with your Roth account. And I mean, that's like the Peter Thiel thing, right? Like Peter Thiel is the first outside investor in Facebook. It wasn't making money, but he saw the promise of it. You know, now he's got the 6 billion Roth IRA. So, but that's what he did. You know, I mean, he was kind of made his money in Silicon Valley, and he was, he would see deals like this. And so that's like, I'm always like, just invest in what you know. And yeah. and I also think too, and this is why I love self-directing is, I don't think like really good investments aren't just laying around and they're not sold either. Like no one's gonna come to you really with the best investment opportunity and sell it to you. Really good investments are found or designed and created. Like the clients I see that really make money, they go find something no one else is looking for. It's a real estate deal, a business opportunity, um, something that's undervalued significantly. Like they go out and find it and see where the value can be yeah. or they make it. The, the thing of the real estate client, like, like my client that saw this piece of raw land on the highway and he's like, I know there's gonna be money to ma- be made here. How do I use my Roth? And that's where great investments happen is like, they're like found or they're like, designed and created and that's what you can do with self-directing you know which you can't do with your IRA at fidelity you
0: <laughs> know they're no. like
2: here's your menu the nasdaq the new york stock exchange xyz mutual fund <laughs> so target retirement fund yeah oh yeah like how old are you i'm 40 well here's your here's the fund you should buy i mean what what even is it yeah yeah. I even looked at one. I had one for th- that I was I looked at and I remember I was like it's like 20% international stocks. I'm like, I don't want to be 20% invested in international stocks. And and what even ones right are now? they? Hell, I have no idea what they are. Yeah. Could like, be making toilets in Belize or something. I don't know. Or like, is that a is that the venture that I think is gonna really go? I don't know. So so I think people just got lazy with their money, you know? And they're yeah. like, well, let's just I just push a button and Wall Street loves it, of course. Love it, right? They want you to be lazy with their money and not look at it. <laughs>
1: now, they I do, got a question. Do. When you, you know, we were talking about operating businesses. Now, there's been, I've heard, actually, know a little bit, but I want your opinion. Yeah. For instance, if you have business where the income is contingent, such as a personal injury attorney, yeah. Because Better Call Saul's last episodes
2: tonight. Oh, okay. I'm behind yeah. on it. Don't spoil it for me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't gotten to the but, last but season it, yet,
1: but it's been on my mind because of that show. Yeah. Um, can you actually arrange for contingent income where the outcome is not guaranteed to put that or a piece of that in a
2: Roth? Um, you could, um, I'm just mm. trying to think some of the examples of deals. The first thing to keep in mind is the, the retirement account, whether it's an IRA, Roth IRA, solo 401k, whatever you want to self-direct, it has to make an investment of money. right? Because that's all retirement accounts can do. They can only invest money. They can't do work or put in services. Right. They, they can just invest money. So, I mean, there's, there's a couple of different things that come to mind. First of all, there's something called safe agreements that are pretty popular. Like Ooh. we probably fund three or four of those a day and safe agreements are kind of a startup venture capital model of funding where you basically lend debt. And so your owed back money is debt, but you have the right to convert it to shares. So it's kind of, it's contingent on the, the owner to say, you know what? I want to go to equity now. And it, it's a nice model because you don't really convert to equity unless the company really starts to take off. But then right. you have the right to do it at a super valuable valuation, so it keeps the business model really simple, and it does become very popular in in um, Silicon Valley, like these safe agreements. This I want to know if it's like contingent, but it kind of has some some optionality to it that the investor gets to control to say, nah, I just want to stay debt, or no, I want to convert to equity. Sometimes it's called a convertible note too. I'm
1: familiar with convertible notes.
2: Yeah, or a warrant. So like those are things that give you some like option of a big payday. I now, it's interesting on just like lawyer contingency fees. There are firms that finance those big contingency fee cases, like if there's really big ones. So let's say it's a, they're usually not like injury. They're usually like mass tort things or they're like huge company litigation stuff where the lawyers are working on a contingency basis. Either entirely or in part, and so there are firms that'll fund those legal costs, and they get a piece of the award if it win- if they win. And so I have had IRAs invest in those firms, and there's a number of like just hedge funds or you know basically like investment funds that finance those types of deals. Um, I actually have a client of mine um, that does it on a small scale with just personal injury, like like auto accident stuff, you know, yeah. to other lawyers. Um, and so the, and I've had some, some people's IRAs invest in that. So you could, I mean, that's the thing that's out there. You see everything with self-directing. I mean, yeah. you can, as long as it's a legit investment of money, you're not doing it with yourself or your own business. I mean, you can't buy collectible items. Those are restricted, but it's a pretty <sighs> wide array of what you can buy. So yeah, I can't no, go get that Honus Wagner car, dang it. No, yeah. you can't, yeah, you can't get the, ah, you know, dang. the collectible car doesn't work either. <laughs> ah. You used to be able to buy that stuff, you know? Exactly. You used to be able to buy that stuff. I would love to do users. that, by invest in a vintage
1: Mercedes, oh man. That'd be I mean, cool. I you know, just can't do it with way. an IRA. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> you would use. it that that breaks my heart.
1: Man, I was looking at some old school Mercedes. Man, you just hurt my feelings.
2: I know. I mean, right I appreciate com- you telling me. The it's truth. not my. I'm just you know. Don't. Hey, but me. I
1: appreciate you telling <laughs> me the truth because we. I saw a video of a, a, a CPA that said that you can take your profits from LLC, put a in life invest in life insurance, and have it tax free. I saw this video. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing like, so hard.
2: You know, we uh, should probably do, I've, yeah. I've always thought about doing like dumb stuff like that you see on social that people give advice on and just be like, tell people why it's so dumb and wrong. I have a clip I should send you.
1: If you if you want to do that, let me know. I have I have <laughs> one of a guy I know. I won't, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. it's out yeah. there. But he told people that you could actually, you know, have high income to do a loan and yeah, have yeah. to get the asset get all your write-offs and then get the asset and all the write-offs except that's called bank fraud which is why uh president trump is having the problems he's having right now (laughs) Now, president trump i know you trump fans before you get mad i know he's not the only one that's done this but it is a federal crime to do that
2: yeah yeah (laughs) it is a
1: without the bank's consent to amend your return that's a federal crime
2: Mm. so i've seen
1: the cpa tell people to do it i have the clip saved
2: yeah, that's that's just dumb as a CPA. I mean, not, not only a CPA would tell a client to do that privately, but to put it out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, uh, so you brought up earlier, uh, Peter Till. And yeah. there was a huge story that came out in ProPublica or ProPublica, however the heck you say that name. I can't stand garbage. that. Garbage. Yeah, garbage. There we go.
2: That's a better word for it.
0: So, <laughs>
1: they, I mean, it, they even did race baiting with the article they did on Balmer and LeBron. It's like, uh, they have two different types of businesses. That's why their incomes a little, tax is a little different, you idiots. Yeah. So whatever.
0: So, so yeah, so in regards to the article, you you would think that maybe um, these types of accounts maybe gained in popularity. I'm just curious to know from your perspective if you guys have kind of seen any sort of an increase from that or if you've kind of heard any sort of feedback from people that have maybe read that article and now they're thinking about getting involved in self-directing. And then a second kind of part of the question would be, why do you think that it's not as widely accepted um, you know, by people as something to do? Cause even when I talk about it to people, um, they're not always convinced at doing it and they're always a little yeah. bit shy about it. So what do you what do you think we could do to increase the number of people that
2: are doing this kind of thing? Um, it's a good question. Well, one, I think Peter Thiel, that article and all that media that it got did get people interested. In. I definitely saw that. It was a lot of like high income, highly educated people, I have to say, that Mm. were kind of like, wait, this smart tech billionaire is doing it. Maybe I should be doing the same thing crowd. You know, it wasn't the general public that was like following that news story at all. It really I mean, it just like it wasn't it wasn't in like it wasn't on Fox News for more than a day or two. You know, it just wasn't in. It's not on The Washington Post cnn's not talking about it for more than a day or two and so it just didn't hit the general public but the high income people and the highly educated that are looking for tax strategy it almost kind of legitimized it because it's like wait a second he's doing it that guy's super smart you know like you know like really smart obviously very well respected at least you know um from a business standpoint and you know i know a lot of people disagree with politics but whatever i mean he's like you gotta respect the dude in terms of like investments and and the business uh are oh, you talking about uh, peter? Yeah, peter yeah peter yeah too. yeah
1: yeah yeah i respect his business acumen yeah absolutely. yeah
2: yeah so like he's he's done a lot of, he's made a lot of money obviously he's put some points on the board for sure <laughs> so um but what what's was bigger than that actually was crypto i mean crypto came and so many people wanted to buy it and they want to buy it in the most tax efficient manner people want to do it with roth accounts. That was a bigger thing and what what i learned from that really is and this is something i kind of known for a long time though is like in order to self-direct people need an investment that's attainable and easy to do so yeah. a lot of people will get a lot of people that are sold on self-directing and they'll open up an account here and then they'll close it in six months because they're like well i didn't find a deal you know and it's like well what were you thinking you were going to invest in they're like well i don't know like maybe real estate or maybe some startup or some private fund. And then they just never found it. You know, when you have like your IRA at a brokerage account, I think a lot of people are the same, they open an account, they drop some money and they're like, Hmm, what am I going to buy? And at the end of the day, there's like something they'll buy, you know, it's like, uh, Apple, you know, or they're like, uh, S and P 500. Like they'll just like eventually like default to something. But with self-directing, you have to have something to invest in. And that's why we try to target groups that have investments or people that already invest in that stuff personally because then it's easier for them to find deals. So I think I think it'll grow in popularity as alternative assets become easier. And there's a lot of, you know, alternative assets, quote unquote, you know, non-publicly traded stuff basically. You know, that's growing in popularity. Just the average yeah. American's allocation to it is is it keeps growing and growing every year which means self-directed IRAs will grow and grow every year.
0: I agree. Yeah, I think one of the areas that is still um, kind of new, um, but I think, to your point, gives the opportunity to do some of that self-directing uh, would be uh, crowdfunding-type portals. Regulation yeah. A, Regulation CF, um, yep. those types of fundraisers. I know I've invested in several of those over the the years that I've had my self-directed accounts in. Um, yep they've been very, very fruitful, uh, more so fruitful than the stuff that I'm doing in the everyday stock market, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, as that grows in popularity, I think, like you said, now it's a smaller bucket or it's easier to kind of find that deal. You know, you might have some more people getting interested. So
2: that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen that um, for sure. So I, I think crowdfunding when it came out, I mean, this was like This is during the Obama administration when like regulation CF came out. That seems so long ago, but like that was, I knew that was going to be a game changer. It took the SEC like two or three years to freaking write the rules on it after the (laughs) the law passed, I remember. Um, So we're still like in the first five to 10 years of that. And I think um, like the, all the crowdfunding, how would they call them? Crowdfunding portals. You know, they're still kind of building and regulation A, reggae is going to be big. There's a lot of people out, you know, like Grant Cardone's probably one of the ones we see the most. He's got a really big reggae yeah. fund where yeah. people can just put five grand in. Cause that's another thing is like a lot of people to self direct they got to have, <laughs> you got to have 50,000 bucks for a lot of these. Like the minimum yeah. investment for a private fund typically is 50 grand. But some of these crowdfunding deals or a reggae fund like Grant Cardone's, like you could do $2,000 if you wanted, you know. Yeah. That makes it more accessible too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, they're 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 game changers, like you said. I, I think they're gonna definitely grow. Um, I just so happen to be invested in that Cardone fund. I think is it's been pretty good to me so far. Oh so, yeah, it's, it's been good it's, to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've I've only, I've only yeah. I've actually only had like one or two bad investments from the Reg CF <laughs> and Reg A plus space. But I'm very yeah. picky as well, so I'm I'm not going into stuff that doesn't have any sort of proven, you know, uh, some some sort of numbers associated with it. Like I try to stay away from the pre-revenue stuff and things yeah. like that that I deem a little more risky. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities though in the space. So
2: yeah, um, and that Reg CF and Reg A, just so everybody know, like I have some of you may listening, but like what the hell is that? <laughs> and that's that's like this set of securities laws that opened up alternative assets where you don't have to be an accredited investor, Yeah, you know? And they also are like, it's kind of perfect if you really want to get on earlier stage stuff and you, you don't want to do the 50,000 minimum. Um, there's been a lot of great companies. I mean, companies that have um, done really well that have funded on Reg CF or Reg A. A lot of our clients, ones I've seen that have been popular, are, there's a lot of like portals like You know, there's like Republic and all these other ones. There's even like um, um, Real Crowd is one I've worked with quite a bit where they basically go raise from like private equity firms or or VC firms, I should say. And then they come onto the portal and say, hey, if, you know, Andreessen Horowitz invested in this thing, you know, or, you know, or Sequoia invested in us, you would be dumb not to invest in us too early on. Because a lot of people are like, well, how come the VCs can make so much money like Sequoia and Andreessen Hurwitz? I can't even invest in their fund if I wanted to. I couldn't go invest into their VC fund as an investor. But the same company coming through later comes and raises on a lot of these platforms. And so a lot of people have used that as a way to look at good deals to say, well, let me let me see who's already invested in this. And if they bought in on it, then I know that's they, they validated it to some degree. Obviously, there's still risk. Um, But I think that's been um, a smart model. And I've seen a lot of clients kind of do that, kind of the copycat, quite honestly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And on a side note, I'm a little irritated with the SEC that they expanded the definition of accredited investor to include financial advisors that have certain licenses, but not include CPAs. I'm just saying when the CPA signs an audit report for those companies. So
2: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) No attorney. i feel dude. like could we not do due diligence as an attorney and like know what the hell we're doing yeah
0: right exactly right. like there's other professions out there that are very knowledgeable and astute and should be in- included as an exception to those rules so anyways wow. um like i know you're i know we're a little bit over on time um i don't know eric did you have any final question for matt i know his schedule what, what, what are you
1: guys upcoming uh conferences i know yeah I think I know of two, but I would like for you to
2: share. Them. Yes. Yeah. We got two coming up, the real estate tax summit, which is going to be in Austin, Texas. Ooh. That's one Mark and I do together. Um, that's Ooh. September 29th ish. So it's the end of the month in September, but go, 29th you go to real- and 30th,
0: 29th and
2: 30th. There you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's uh, um real estate tax um, okay. Coming, Eric.
1: I don't. I think I will. I don't know yet. In Where are you in pressure. Texas? I'm, I'm glad you
0: called I, him I, out because live he in lives Houston? in Austin, Texas.
2: Oh, you my live office, in Austin. My, my we, office
1: is ten. We minutes came from... there just so you to make it easy for you. <laughs> I know, but I have an unusual travel schedule, so I. Oh God. Okay. Know. I don't know yet. I think okay. I can go. I just have to double check a couple of things, but I think I can go during that time.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then we have the self-directed IRA summit. That's my event that's kind of like my main event that's um Summit.com. Yes. Um, and that's October 21st and no, uh, 20th and 21st. And then we do a golf tournament on October 22nd, which is Saturday. So that's charity focused. Oh,
1: so, that's why it's different this year. You moved it. Yeah. To we, okay. Oh. We kicked
2: the golf tournament to Saturday to kind of get more local participation. And also, some people, don't care about the golf so um some people that's all they care about so <laughs> we tried to make yeah a little... i think
1: that i think that one yeah. i probably will attend i'm would like to do the the austin one so i don't have to stay in a hotel yeah know, but yeah
2: so self-directed area summits in scottsdale arizona and um so yeah those are the two events we got coming up obviously real estate tax summits could be focused on real estate tax strategies self-directed summits self-directed strategies other guest speakers, I'll be speaking. Mark Koehler, my, my partner, will be speaking at both. Heck of a good time. Okay.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, Matt, for uh, joining us today. This has been an awesome episode talking about some key stuff related to self-directed IRAs. Um, yes, so again, yeah, if everyone's interested in getting involved in this space, feel free to reach out to Matt's team over at Directed IRA. You may not get a hold of him directly, but the, he has a lot of wonderful people that works for him, and so Uh, they'll take care of you and then also if you need some advice from a cpa that's familiar with space uh, we're here for you as well and if there's anything else that we can do uh, please let us know so uh, don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the podcast we always like to hear your feedback from everybody and we will talk some more with you later hope everybody has a good one
1: thanks for listening to cpa hub add us to your listing rotation By subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, follow CPA Huddle across all social media platforms. And for more information about the services provided by our firms, check us out at www.iljcpa.com or www.pierreaccounting.com. We will be back to huddle up soon.